listen to our list It's our top five picks It's objectively subjective So listen along Our lists are never wrong It's not subjectively objective It's objectively subjective Objectively subjective That's right it's time for another episode of Objectively Subjective, a podcast where we objectively give you our subjective top five list on many different topics, some current, some relevant, and others just because. And I'm one of your hosts, Paul Jansen, and I'm joined far away by... Well, not so far away, uh, not in a distant land, but I am Blake Allen, uh, one of the members of the Sharks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm lucky enough to get one of the one of the five members of the Sharks. Actually, I think one the, of the five members. <laughs> I think the other four might show up today too. So yeah, we'll see. And, I'll call and together we are also eat lobster. So, eat lobster. Yeah. So uh, this ima- is a star filled podcast. It is, man. I imagine we'll talk more about those projects when we get closer to the end. So oh, yeah. um, before we get into what this week's topic is. Um, I'm gonna lay some groundwork. So if you if you if it sounds a little weird or sounds a little off, it's because we are having to record via uh, Discord because we are still quarantined <laughs> uh, here a month later. Um, so, but you know we're about to get tapped out. So we're testing this out, and that, actually oh. this seems pretty easy, man. So so far, but that's why you know uh, I'm recording at home in our normal studio, and Blake's recording via his phone. So if his voice sounds a little different, that's why. I'm at my home studio. Yeah, you're in your home studio. And actually, honestly, like I said, if on my end, it doesn't sound too bad, man. It doesn't sound too bad. Well, so. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. When I put it into Reaper, we'll see how it sounds. Yeah. Uh, so back to uh, what we are here for. Um, this week's topic is continuing our April um, theme of villains. And this week's topic is top five DC villains, DC comics, the DC comic universe. Um so before we go into it, uh, like, uh, just to give a little background of, like I said, what we've been doing, we decided April would be Villains Month, mostly because April has sucked. So it's very villainous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, we decided to do DC first before we do next, either next week or the week after. So we're not sure what week it's going to come out yet. Um, Marvel Villains, because we're more confident with Marvel Villains. Um I could do DC heroes all day. Uh, DC villains, I'm a little more iffy on. So yeah, I'm um, I'm a little iffy on both of them. So yeah, well, but I'm here. So I think Let's what do you, this. I, I think what you sit down and do Marvel, you realize you you know a lot more about Marvel because between between you know all the video games you've played and movies and comics and cartoons, you're like, oh, I know a ton of Marvel villains. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. You know, talking about DC today. Um, I'm not going to know a lot about the comics, so you got to bear with me. Right, yeah, and it's been a minute since I've read DC Comics, so um, most of mine are very ill-informed, and I'm going to go and apologize ahead of time if I get something wrong, uh, because it probably will. Um, but, and a lot of it is movie and cartoon-based. Sorry. Exactly. That's where I get most of my DC input. So, um and oh, and while, while I'm thinking about it, uh, if the back and forth doesn't sound like it goes back and forth like it normally does, it's because we can't see each other, so we can't give each other prompts. Oh uh, yeah. So, um, 
maybe next time I'll test uh, some video out because I know you can turn video on on Discord and maybe if we see each other we can prompt each other a little bit better. But we'll worry. Oh, about, yeah. We'll worry about that next time. Uh, if we have to do it next, hopefully next time we will be in person. So yeah. Uh, and yeah, our our YouTube channel is lacking right now because we haven't been uh, our last two episodes haven't been on YouTube. Might as well just go ahead and give up that ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, man, it's pretty cool. Like setting this whole process up with discord, man, I actually learned a whole lot on how to stream and all kind of stuff like that. I mean, it's super simple, man, on how to record your own screen and stuff. Man, I didn't know I could do all that stuff. So it's got me intrigued on doing a lot of things. So, uh, before we get into the episode, man, how you been keeping yourself busy these last couple of weeks? Uh, I have been making music. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, obviously we, we both made music together that one week. Yeah. So. That is that is pretty much what I've been doing. That and uh, Smash Brothers, clearly. I mean, that's all I play. And um, Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I've been oh. playing oh, okay. playing that a lot too. Do you have any of the DLC for that? Uh, I bought the DLC pack. Uh, I think it was season two because it was on sale. It was on the. I played on the Switch. So. Oh okay okay. Yeah, I don't play it on the PlayStation anymore. Right on. I've been. I've been mostly uh, do playing music. You know, I did a couple of covers. I got a couple more on the way, and uh, been uh, playing a lot of Octopath Traveler and Animal Crossing. So, pretty much same thing you've been doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's so, not much we can do. Right, exactly. And I'm, I'm almost tapped out. I'm watching movies I've watched a million times now because I've literally is that thunder? Uh, no, that's uh, uh, you know how? Okay, so I'm using Apple headphones. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know where the mic is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, right there at my chin. So, no, no. I mean, it is thundered at my house. Oh, oh yeah. Well, no. That might be thunder then. I thought it was my chin hair just scraping the microphone. Oh, no, no, no. And that's a for every people who don't know, that's the special guest of the show this week. It's Meats. Ah, oh, you heard that? Oh. I was afraid. Uh, nah, it's all right. It doesn't drown you out or anything. So it's just background okay. noise. It's not a big yeah. deal. It's it's going to be a special episode. So, uh, it's going to be. It is going to be special. Uh, another thing. Uh, Ah, we'll talk about it later in the show. Okay, no worries. Yeah, but and, anyways, yeah, movies, TV, video games, music. Yep. That's it. Right on. And uh, just for so people know, uh, keep an eye out here. I'm not sure. It depends on when we can do our top five Marvel. Um, if we can't get it in before next week, uh, we will. I will have a special episode up uh, when me and my wife do a topic. We're going to be doing top five Disney sidekicks. So look forward to that. One of the weeks that me and Blake can't get together, so we're going to keep that in our holster until we need it. So. <clears throat> anyway, so we are going to uh, go ahead and uh, dive into top five DC villains. And, um, and uh, since I started the show and am uh, doing my best to keep the train rolling, I'm going to go ahead and uh-huh. let you uh, start with your number five. All right. Uh, my number five uh, would be Poison Ivy. Okay. Now, you know, I obviously I had to do some a little bit of research because – I'm an idiot. Right. Uh, I can help she you goes by, a little bit. She, okay, she goes by Pamela... Isley. Is that Isley on yeah. the animated series, but is it different in the comics? Uh, you know, it might be. I'm not sure, but I think it is just Pamela Isley. Okay, because you know, that's what I... That's the name I had. And she's a doctor. I was look, yeah, but I saw other names. Like, I'm not going to dive too deep into that. Okay, okay. But uh, she was created by uh, Robert... I don't want to mess this last name up. Canninger? Go with it. That sounds that sound right? Uh, and uh, Sheldon Boldoff. Sure. And uh, first, my first appearance was Batman 
181. It was 1966, which none of that matters to me. It's the animated series. That's my girl. Oh, yeah. I have the uh, the animated series uh, Bendable Doll. Ah. She is a... Uh, Bendable Doll. <laughs> she is my number one favorite uh, female character design, especially the Bruce Timm design from the animated series like you. Yeah, I, I'm, exactly. I'm into redheads, man. Well, <laughs> I'm not, but... Because, you know, my mom's redheaded, and that's weird. But um, I do like her design a lot. I feel you. And that's really all I have to say about her. Uh that's all I gotta say about villain. that. She's, she's. That's all I gotta say about her. She's a pretty good villain. Um, well, all she cares about is plant life, right? Isn't that her main goal? Is just protect plants. Well, yeah. She kind of. Uh, she doesn't really care for humanity all that much, and no. um, hates humanity and loves plant manity. Hmm. <laughs> plant manity. Also, I do have something else to say about her. Okay. Her her level in the DC villains game was a pain in the butt, so. Uh, Lego DC Villains. I, I almost bought that game the other day, man. I, I wanted to give me a good Lego game, and I knew that one had good ratings. I'll tell you this. Um, have you ever played a Lego game? Oh, I, yeah, a ton of them. Well, then you played it. Oh, okay. That's what I figured, man. Because <laughs> I've got, like, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star yeah. Wars, all of them. They're all the same. But they're, it's yeah, just, they they're, are. they're just fun. They're a good mindless dribble to kill some time. Um, but uh, do you know anything about her powers or anything? Um, she just, uh, you had to ask me that, didn't you? I should have wrote it down. Yeah, you probably should have. Uh, hold on. I, I knew this just off of my head. Well, you know, she can emit, uh, venom from okay. her, from her kiss between her, uh, she secretes venom with her kiss through her lips. Okay. Uh, I think she actually puts off like a pheromone that can like seduce. Um, I want to say she has, I don't know this, but I think she has good healing ability, like via the sun, sort of like a plant. Um, but outside of that, I'm not too sure. She um, she was portrayed by Uma Thurman in a movie, in Batman. Yeah, that, but I was gonna say that was a power, but I wasn't sure. Uh, I think that's a weakness. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. So, Poison Ivy, do you have any like uh, recollection or any affinity to her that made you made her stick around with you, made her worthy of your top five? Um, not really. Just the animated series, and and to be honest, my other number five at the beginning of the day just eh, just wasn't cutting it. So gotcha, gotcha. Well, right on. Um, all right. Well, I guess we can move on to my number five if you would like. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of went back with tradition, and my number five is the objective pick of my list because I had to include this villain, but over the years, this villain has kind of fallen out of grace with me just because of, uh, uh, the people who tie themselves to this villain. And I, I think you probably know where I'm going. Um, and it's a shame yeah. because he's a, he's a well-written character, uh, but he's problematic because, uh, the, the certain kind of dudes that tie himself to him. my number five is the Joker. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd be remiss not to put him in the top five, man. I mean, arguably, he's the objective number one villain in all of DC, and if not of all of comics, because of how truly vile he is. But he's not my he's not not my number one. You know, like I have some that are more just personally my fan favorites, and which is what this list is about. Um, so Joker is he was created um, uh, by Bob Kane, and I apologize it, it, who the other two guys are. Um, I just know that there's a lot of controversy on who really created the Joker and it goes back and forth. So we'll leave that. But his first appearance is in Batman number one in 1940. 
so the Joker has been around for a very long time. Um, obviously, he's got a number of aliases, uh, Crown Prince of uh, Crime. Most notably, though, is like he really doesn't. We no, we really don't know who he is. Like, uh, which is kind of yeah. He doesn't have a true uh, like origin story, does he? No, it's like four or five different origin stories, which you know leads to the whole theory that there's more than one Joker. Um, which you know I don't like to think there is because it kind of takes away the mystique of the Joker if you say there's more than one. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know. And that's the beauty of the Joker, you know. So, um, but like he's gone as like Jack. Jack, what's his name in the the movie with Joaquin Phoenix? Do you remember? Uh, uh it was um. Uh, did it start with a J? I thought it started with an A. It's like Alfred or Albert. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was someone with an A, something yeah. like that. Anyway, I apologize to the guys that we don't remember. I know somebody's probably yelling it. It's this. It's this. Well, you're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. We're wrong. We're wrong. Uh, but um, we can be wrong on this one. Uh. God, I can't read my own handwriting, man. This is bad. But he's our <laughs> Yeah, see that's the thing. I uh I wrote my list down this time because I needed my phone. And I can't read my handwriting either, so this is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh so okay, so um what makes him in my top five? Okay, so I I don't I mean there's so much you can say about the Joker. The Joker is the most one of the most vile villains of all time. He has no rhyme or reason to what he does. He's pure chaos, um, and he has like he has no compassionate bone in his body. He has no signs of antihero or forgiveness. Like he is the true evil, um, and uh, so is another character that I left off my list just because I'd, I've never been a really big fan of him, and he belongs to a Superman property. But we'll get to that later. Mm. Uh, um, but you know, the dude murdered Jason Todd, the second Robin. He paralyzed Barbara Gordon. Who Batgirl who became Oracle? Uh, like I said, he has no motive other than just to cause pure chaos. He lives to to be a, just a piece of crap, man. Like he just wants to literally watch the world burn. Now I could be I could be wrong because it's been what seven years. Didn't didn't he murder uh, Damien as well? Right, but I, he may was he the one who murdered Damien? I know Damien's back now. Uh, okay. Um, he's been revived. Like I said, it's been a while. I could have swore that was several years back, right? The death of yeah, the, the death of yeah. And, um, but uh, death in the family or whatever it was called. No, death in the family is Jason Todd dying. That's Jason Todd. Okay, okay. what was this one called? It was after Court of Owls. I want to say it was the death of the son of Batman. I think it's literally what it was called. Or just Something. or might have just been called the son of Batman series. I can't remember. Um. Uh oh. Hope. I hope Scott Jensen's not listening. <laughs> he'll know he'll definitely know that he'll definitely know uh, we don't know we have no but idea. I, i'm pretty sure he kills damien if he came back that's a different story i don't know right but it's when he had his it's when he was doing the face-off thing yes yes so anyways um yes so like i said he uh he is like he's a, t- a truly despicable character his character design is fantastic um uh Obviously, he's because of him. We've got had other characters introduced, like Harley Quinn, that are now really big in the DC universe. Who's one of my least favorite DC villains? Uh, spoiler alert to maybe an extra podcast we do in the future. Uh, you know, I, if you would have asked me a few years ago, I wouldn't have said she's my least favorite, but I think Suicide Squad ruined it. Well, you know, I've just never been a big fan of her. I, I like her in the Batman animated series, but she's a, she's always been a sidekick to me, and. Uh, you know, and that's okay. You can be a sidekick. I just I don't like when characters that are one note 
and they're shoved down my throat. Now, a lot of people are like, or will tell me that she's been written better lately. I've, I haven't read it, so I don't know. And um, but what I do have read about her, read with her in it, and what I've seen, I, it's just not for me. She's just not for me. There's nothing, yeah. nothing inherently wrong with her. It's just, you know, for all for all the dirtbags who like Joker, there are female versions who like Harley Quinn. So <laughs> I think that's kind of why I also don't like her as much either. So, um, but uh, like I said, yeah, Joker is a very controversial character in real life because unfortunately. Like there are a lot of guys that'll cosplay as the Joker and go to these cons and use it as an excuse to be an ass at cons. They'll be like, oh, "I'm just playing a role." Like, no, this is who you are in real life. You put makeup, mm-hmm. you put makeup on to excuse your crappy actions at a con. You know, I'm mean? like, it doesn't excuse you, man. It's, uh, like I said, and uh, you know, with the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, which I did enjoy and I did think it was really well done. But I'm not one of those guys who read it as, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, we got to celebrate this guy. I, I read it as what I think what the intention was, was to highlight mental illness and to highlight a really broken character and not celebrate him. That's the way I saw it. But I think that's the way you're supposed to see it. Right. But unfortunately, a lot of people didn't. So they either saw they either saw it the other way and hated it because of it or saw it the other way and liked and it because it was celebrated and liked it because of that so that's and that's unfortunate but it is what it is um you know as long as you don't use a fictional character to go out and just do stupid things or uh, be a crappy person then that's fine you can like the joker and still be a good person um and you know do and be cool and you can cosplay as the joker and still be cool about it uh you know because he's he's still a really well-written and interesting character yeah. And, you know, I think another reason why he's so iconic is because of all the animated and live action versions of him have all almost exclusively been portrayed so well. Like Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill, Joaquin Phoenix, Jared Leto, Jared Leto uh, uh, Heath Ledger, you know, John DiMaggio, Troy Baker, uh, Cesar Ramirez. So, like. Wh- which one was John DiMaggio? Uh, now you call was it. The, uh, was it the Batman? No, he's in one of the movies. He's in, um, I want to say it's Gotham Knight. Oh, okay. Maybe. Not Gotham Knight, uh, Dark Knight Returns. I think he's Dark Knight Returns. And then Troy Baker, who's also Batman, and like Lego Batman, he's a Joker a lot now, too. He's the one that like kind of closely emulates Mark, emulates Mark Hamill. Yeah. So, who is my favorite portrayal of the Joker of all time. So... Because that's just, this is what I grew up with. Uh, even though you know Jack Nicholson was out when I was a kid too, but it's just it'll always be Mark Hamill to me. Like that, the laugh, the talk. You know, that's my that's my Joker. That's my favorite version of the Joker. And I think that's probably the least offensive version of the Joker too. So it's probably why it's easiest. Like, um, but and like I said, we get we got in this conversation several times before. But when it comes to live action, people are like Joaquin Phoenix or Heath Ledger, and to me, it's two different arguments one is a more realistic portrayal one is a more comic book portrayal and i think they both nail what they were trying to do so i i I won't pick one or the over the other they both they both have academy awards for the role so uh, they both killed it so yep so but uh trying to think uh but yeah so i think that might be all i have Yes, that's all I have about the Joker. So my number five is the Joker, who is a oh, who I guess I, without goes out saying is a predominantly Batman villain. So he has had uh f- you know 
fights with other people, but it's 99%. It's almost always Batman stories or, you know, Batman family stories, Robin, Batgirl, so on and so forth. But, uh, number five, the Joker. What is, your, right. what is your number four? All right. Number four, also a Batman villain, because it's hard for me to not, <laughs> uh, is Mr. Freeze. Oh, such a good villain, man. I wanted to put him on my list. He's, he, I, I think he might be arguably the best Batman villain, my favorite Batman villain. But since I already had a Batman villain, uh, I'll go. Oh, spo- so you're you just went across the board. Yeah, I don't have any more Batman villains. On see, it was hard for me. Oh, that's why I figured. I figured you were going to cover Batman pretty extensively. So, and I I do like the more magical world and some of the other stuff uh, in DC. So I kind of went down that lane. Okay, good because I I can't. <laughs> All right, so Mr. Freeze, um, Dave Wood, and Sheldon Moldoff. Moldoff again. Uh, first appearance was as Mr. Zero. Did you know that? I did not. That's new. Yeah, I didn't either. That was Batman 121 in 1959. And then Mr. Freeze in Detective Comics 373 in 1968. But, once again, that's not my Mr. Freeze. Batman my Mr. Freeze is Batman Animated Series. So. Hell yeah. Which his name is uh, Victor. Victor Freeze. Yep. Victor Freeze. I was like, it says fries. Yeah. But. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's German, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, I guess. Um, do you know a little bit about his backstory? Uh, which yeah, is which has really, been. I didn't really have to look it up. Which either, is, it's been retconned a few times though. So it's has it. Yeah. So I would assume, but the, the, I think, I'm, I'm going to go off the Batman animated series one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I go by too. Okay, where he it's just, the it's uh, the better story. Where he's trying to find a cure for his wife. Right. Cause right? I th- yeah, I think the original Sub-Zero is just a bad guy who robs banks. That sounds like the one that I don't try to pitch to me. We were going to do a Batman story. But anyways. Uh, I remember those days. Yeah. I love you all. Um, but yeah, cryogenics expert. Uh, wife was ill. And he tried to cure. and um, Yeah, she had some kind of rare disease, right? Yeah. So then... The I forgot now. I did forget how he did it, but his his body dropped to sub zero temperatures, and he needed a suit to pretty much stay alive, right? Right. I think that that sounds about right. Like I said, that I, sounds. I know somebody is screaming at, like I said, screaming at the radio stereo right now, or iPod, or whatever they're listening to. <laughs> they're going, uh, iPod. What the hell? This is two thousand iPod. Uh, iPhone. You mean, I, you mean I touch? Come on, dude. <laughs> what, 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 they're probably yelling at their Zoom right now. <laughs> you mean nanopod? Come on, bro. Get with it. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, so. But he's such a tragic character. And uh, he was in the game, too. So Yeah, man. And uh, uh, the uh, Batman Sub-Zero animated movie is mm. such a good movie. and I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, man. I don't. I, I, ha- watch it. I have it on DVD. I don't have it on the digital or else I'd tell you to go watch it there. It'll be on HBO Max. So, oh, yeah. When, is that still next month? Yeah. That's, for understand, it's the end of next month. So uh, okay. there's no set date on it. I do know it's $15. Though, and there haven't been anything else out about it like other than like all the stuff that's going to be on it. But they're, like far as how many people can use it and so on and so forth. So we need to figure that out. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, that movie is so good. I think it's uh, gets lost in the shuffle because Mask of the Phantasm was the big Batman animated movie, and that one came out after it. But it's the same studio, it's the same writers. You know, it's it's Bruce Timm and all those guys and Paul Dini. Um, I love that Sub Zero movie, but like that the whole uh, was it something of a frozen heart? Whatever that little like two part episode in the uh, 
in the series where they give you the backstory on yeah. how broken of a dude he is, man. And like the only reason he's doing what he's doing is because he wants to save his wife and you know, obviously no one else is willing to help him. So this is the only way he can do it. And he's, yeah, he's such a tragic character, man. He's such a well-written character too. And it's a shame because, um, I was excited when the, uh, what's the last three movies? Who did us? Uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Was doing Batman. Oh, he'd have wow. been, he could have done Please, a Please, let's do a Mr. Freeze. But he's like, eh, we're going to do realistic characters. I'm like, ah, cool, so let's do Bane. <laughs> right, right. I, at least they did tame Dane, Bane down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man, I really wanted Mr. Freeze. <laughs> but, but I still got but, Arnold. Batman. I still got Arnold Schwarzenegger, so. <laughs> Stay cool, bird boy. <laughs> Have a wait. What does he say? Have a ice day. Yeah, he's, I don't remember. The forecast. is too good. He said the forecast says there's going to be a freeze. <laughs> Dude, oh that movie is so good. It's next level, boy. It's next level. I don't need another Mister Freeze. What am I talking about? Right, it's the perfect, or even better, the one from Gotham. Eey. Uh, uh, that's the last season, right? No, no, that's Bane. Is no, the that, last was, season. that was the early season. Yeah, it's early season. It? Yep, yeah, I do remember. Yep. Yeah, Bane was yeah, um, was the exclamation point on that show. Yep. But yeah, uh, it was. Um. But yeah, man, he's like I said. He, I think Chris Riddle, oh, he, he's such a cerebral character too. Like, but yeah, he tried to stay within that um more realistic realm, which I get. If it, uh, you know, he probably would have stuck out like a sore thumb in that trilogy, but. Yeah, uh, he does as a as a character, anyways. But <clears throat> it'd have been cool Excuse maybe me. maybe to see him like if they were planning on to do something with that Robin character that uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt portrayed. Maybe like he meets Doctor Freeze, you know, before he turns at the end of maybe three, and they could have kept it going. But Nolan Nolan was done. So, but yeah, I mean, he's such a good character, and uh, but I'm glad you put him and on his here. and his his uh, his design. Oh yeah, dude! It's it's so iconic, it. and it, it's mm. it's very original. Like the it, and there's been so many renditions, because you can do anything you want with that suit design. So, but I love just all the portrayals. I I, I hate that I don't know who does the voice in the Batman animated series because he does such a good job. Whoever it is, I, I could have looked it up. I want to say, hell, I got a computer right in front of me. I can look it up. Hell, <laughs> hell, hell. Well, well, while you're looking it up, if you was to cast. For Mister Freeze right now, oh, would man. it be? That would be so rough. Uh, who would you cast while I'm looking this up? Bruce Willis. Really? No, nah, I just thought about that in one second. Hold on, let me really think. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've been watching Die Hard so much. I'm like, I'm like, no, no. Um, I don't know. I'm not good at casting. Uh, I'm trying to think. It had to be somebody older. It had to be somebody older, but not too old. Let's see. So Bat- not like Larry David or Patrick Stewart. Heart of Ice. I was right. That is the name they said. I think I said it was Heart of Ice. Uh, the voice is Michael Ansara. Let's see what else he did. Let's see if I can look up the rest of his. Oh, that's such a good poster. I didn't know they had a poster for it. So yeah, like he's an he was an old school actor. I think he yeah he passed away in 2013. He was 91. Uh, but he did a lot of like looks like B movies and a lot of all, he was like a, a very a role playing actor. But he did man, he did such a good. He was Mister Freeze in the new Batman Adventures, the Batman animated series, Batman Beyond, uh, Batman Vengeance video game. So yeah, he was Mister Freeze for a long time. I'm assuming he didn't do any of the Arkham games. No, no, two thousand one is his last credit. Oh okay. So 
if I were to cast, uh, oh man, I, I don't know if it'd be too much. It might be too much. I was what? Oh, Michael Fassbender. My, I can see that. Michael Fassbender. Oh, he'd be so yeah. good. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, uh, because think about him in Prometheus, right? Yeah. That version, yeah. Michael Fass. Oh, he'd be so good. He did a really good job as Magneto. So he knows how to play that type of character. I think that kind of tragic, stoic kind of like you kind of feel bad for the villain kind of character. And he's just an incredible actor. Yeah. I watched Steve Jobs for the first time the other day. Me and Steph did. The you realize how big of an a hole Steve Jobs was in real life. But see, I didn't see that when I saw the one with uh, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, Jobs. I mean, I don't know why. I oh, it's it. I, I tried. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. It, it. He does a really good job in that movie. The only my only problem with that movie is like it. It moves between three different launches. That's all the all the movie's about. It's just backstage at three different launches throughout time, and so mm-hmm. it, it kind of just moves so quickly that you don't really get to take anything in story wise like his portrayal is awesome but the story kind of lacks because of how the pacing of the movie but anyway we're not here to talk about steve jobs or michael Fassman. oh no 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 but that's that's who i would pick as Professor. well i would pick ashton kutcher so anyways uh, what's your number four <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so what, what would you, again your number four my number four is mr freeze uh-huh. oh coffee burps victor victor fries dude i haven't had a, i've had one monster in the last two and a half weeks i've had a lot I finished that last. Well, I mean, I think they started making me sick. Uh, like, cause I that last, that first week we were off, I finished that whole uh, case. And like, when I finished the case, I, every every morning I would drink one. I felt terrible, and like I stopped taking them. I feel great in the morning. And then I drank one uh, three four days ago when Steph got me one. She uh, we had to go get some milk, and she got me a drink. And uh, she, I, I drank it the next morning. And I felt like a turd. I was like, man, I need to take a break from these. I guess. But anyway. Monster well, speaking of filling out turds, um, now that we're doing this podcast through the phone, mm-hmm. and it was kind of awkward for me. Yeah. Um, I you know I got a doctor's appointment at the end of the month, but they want to do an over the phone meeting, so maybe now I can do it since I'm getting warmed up. Oh yeah, dude, we had to do one of those. For, <laughs> we had to do one of those for Steph the other day. And it, I mean, well, for, I, I mean, totally for don't want to do it, but oh, it's so much easier, man. It's so less awkward. It's more awkward for me to talk on the phone. I don't know why. I, I think so we did it visually. You know, we had the on the computer with the camera and everything. It was it was pretty awesome to not have to be in the room and you can comfortably sit and wait in your house. It's, it was pretty cool. Anyway, so anyways, my You're number four. My number four. So my number four is a character you I, I, you probably know who he is. I've heard of him, but you probably don't know much about him. Uh, which uh, is Condiment King. It's the it's the con. No, it's Kite Man. No. <laughs> <laughs> It is uh, Professor Zoom or the Reverse Flash from The Flash. Um, he uh, yeah, I don't know a lot about him. Yeah, so his first appearance is in The Flash one thirty nine in nineteen sixty three. Uh, his real name is Eobard Thawne. Um, he is from I want to say he's from the twenty fifth century. Uh, I think is right. He's from the future. So um, the reason I picked him is I wanted to pick a Flash villain because I was I've. You know, I've been in the Flash for a long time, off and on, off and on, and um, Wally West more so than Barry Allen. But um, he is—he's—he's he's, uh, the Flash's most iconic villain. Um, He—he's the anti-Flash. You know, like he's the opposite of Flash. Like he has other cool villains like Captain Cold and stuff like that. But uh, to me, this is his ultimate villain. So that's why I wanted to pick him. So you know, uh, you 
probably seen him a million times. He's the Flash, but in a yellow suit. He has the reverse yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, and he has very similar powers to the Flash, except he taps into the negative speed force. He can time travel. He can go through dimensions. Um, he's a super genius. Uh, yeah, obviously has super speed. Um, and uh, he got his powers via, uh, he found a time capsule with Barry Allen's suit in it. And it still had some like particles, you know, speed particles or whatever, <laughs> you know, speed force particles, and uh, that's how kind of how he turned into it. And he designed an opposite suit, and he was almost he was obsessed with Barry Allen at first. Um, so uh, some other backstory on uh, why I picked him and why I think he's a very uh, powerful villain as well is uh, he's a true villain in the sense like the Joker is, whereas he doesn't have a good bone really in his body. Now. He has been retconned numerous times, and he's had different backgrounds and different stories and, and different ways in he gets involved with The Flash. And this isn't a Professor Zoom podcast, so I'm not going to go into that. I think I think Geek History Lesson did a lesson on uh, Professor Zoom. If not, I know they did one on Barry Allen, so if you want to listen to their podcast, Geek History Lesson, and try to find that. Um, they have fully extensive history on these individual characters. Uh, and honestly, I think almost every single character we have on this list, so... What about Condiment King? They do not have one on Condiment King. I know they don't okay. have. I know they don't have one on my number three either. So, um, or either one of. My, I actually know one of my honorable mentions. They have the other one. They don't. Um, but uh, so things you need to know the, the why he's so evil. So number one, he murdered Barry. Out. Uh, I mean, uh, Wally Wally West's wife. I want to say it is. Yeah, Wally West's wife, Iris West. So he murdered Iris. Uh, <clears throat> in cold blood and then he also in one of the retcons i'm sorry my throat's going out man he uh uh went back and killed barry allen's mom and that is kind of what set everything in barry's life in motion so like professor zoom creates the flash essentially so and so much so and one of the main dc storylines and i can never remember which one it is it's one of the crises <laughs> barry allen uh gets upset when he figures uh finds out about how his mom being murdered and he goes back in time stops his mom being murdered and creates a whole parallel universe and it resets the whole dc <clears throat> universe into two worlds i want to say it is so like i said there's probably somebody yelling at the uh podcast right now corrected me but that's just generally what i th- think is but um but anyway i wish i could correct you but i can't because i don't know a lot about flash the flash I barely know anything the flash storyline especially with barry allen gets really convoluted really quick because there's a lot of time travel and a lot of dimensional travel and anytime you mess with that just like the x-men you run into a lot of uh, continuity problems but um i will say is the flash isn't nearly as bad as x-men when it comes to continuity but um, and also, uh, when it comes to the flash, like I think Barry Allen is a very boring character, so I'm not really into Barry Allen. I'm into Wally West, but that's a whole nother thing. So professor zoom, that's like, I've always liked to design. Um, uh, reason I, I put him on my list is because he's a villain that is, you, you can truly hate, which is the, are the best villains because it's so hard to design a villain now that people don't feel sympathetic toward, Mm-hmm. And to find a villain that you just look at, okay, that guy is evil. Like, I want him to be defeated. I want to pull for the good guy. Because, uh, like, for the longest time, you know, most heroes, especially in DC, man, were written so just straight, straight-laced, you know. It's hard to pull for him, which is, you know, like, you know, Superman's the perfect example. I think it's why so many people flocked 
to Batman out of that world because Batman is the polar opposite of almost everything in DC. So, at least for the majority of its history. But my number four... Oh, another thing about Professor Zoom, he has been portrayed in live action uh, by Tom Cavanaugh and Matt Lesher and the... Uh, the uh, Arrowverse, basically mostly in Flash and then some uh, in the Arrow. I'm not sure if they cross over into Legends of Tomorrow or not, but I think maybe he did is in a couple episodes of that. Did uh, that show ever finish? Legends of Tomorrow is still going. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Arrow is the only one that's over. So Okay, so Flash is still going too. Yeah, yeah so is Supergirl and so is Black Lightning. So okay. Supergirl is in a parallel universe. She's in, all, uh, so like, uh, she's in one of the other Earths. So she crosses. As, now, she, Supergirl is the one that has all the different Supermans, or not Supermans, but like. No, that was the crossover between all of them. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but she, ex- her show exists in a different Earth, whereas Arrow and Flash, and I want to say Black Lightning might be in the same universe. I, I feel bad because I haven't watched all of Black Lightning. I know it's really good, and I need to actually watch it a little more of it. But um, so I don't know enough about it to speak on that. So I'm not going to speak too much on that one. Uh, but uh, Legend of Tomorrow. Uh, exist in the same verse as Arrowverse, but they travel throughout time and stuff. So, um, okay. But yeah, my number four, Professor Zoom or the Reverse Flash. What is your number three? My number three is Riddler. Or <laughs> what? Another Batman villain. <laughs> Look. Can, no, I'm, okay, can I just go ahead and spoil it for you? They're all Batman villains? Except for one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it don't tell me which number it is, but it's either, I won't. it's either two or one. It's, it's not your number one, right? No. Okay, so it's your number two, man. It's one of two characters, I think. When we get, when we get to your number two, I want to guess. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Riddler. Um, Edward Nigma. Edward? Enigma? Edward Enigma. Enigma. Well, uh, well... I'm trying to think of Matt Hardy. Not Matt Hardy, but Jeff Hardy's name. What, is he, uh, what does he go by in WWE? Uh, sorry, Spence. I can't remember. Oh my God! You said anyway. the, you said talking about Jeff Hardy, right? Yeah, Jeff Hardy. Oh man, I keep moving my keyboard. Um, I'm not moving it again. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, all right. Uh, so, and look, I knew this, but when I went and looked it up, I forgot. The two guys who created them, their names are Bill Finger and Dick and Dick Dick Spring. I keep wanting to say Dick Schlang, but Dick, <laughs> oh Dick Schlang. Oh, Dick Schley. But yeah, those two guys created them. Um, first appearance was Detective Comics uh, number 140 in 1948. Okay. Dude is old. Uh, the first um, character in 1948 was portrayed and modeled off of, and I don't know if you knew this, Jim Carrey. There you go. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I got my notes wrong. Oh, the charismatic so, enigma. That's it. That's it. Take that, take that, Spence. Take that, There you Spence. go, Spence. We didn't even need you to tell us three weeks later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I've always liked Riddler for some reason. I, I, didn't uh, like him in, I didn't like him in Gotham. I love his design. I love his design. His, design. Um, his trophies in the Arkham Asylum games are so, so much fun. Yeah. But, I think they're so much fun. They yeah. are. But, I, love, I love side quests. You know, I'm an RPG guy. Well, and that's... That's the only game I've done side quest on because I don't. I got to get straight through the story. Yeah. But um, uh, my favorite issue also with my, the Riddler. No, his, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the Riddler's other name is Edward Nashton as well. But anyway, go ahead. 
is that in a different yeah, yeah. is that like 52 or something i'm not sure to be honest with you um i just know that he had an alternate name hmm. but anyway go Interesting. ahead tell me, t- tell me your stuff uh one of my favorite issues which is not a good issue i just really love the cover um and i still have it which one of few times i still have uh it was villains month in november 2013 and it was issue they did issue 23 do you remember no they did uh, a different villain oh yeah, yeah 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 so i had 23 i had all of them but my favorite one was 23.2 which was riddler and it was one that had like the holographic front uh-huh i still got it it's my favorite but anyways um and also, Jim Carrey. I will mention Jim. Jim Carrey's Riddler is is perfect. You know the funny thing is he wasn't the original cast. Who was Robin Williams? They want they designed oh, they just made yeah. that character for Robin Williams, but Rob, I think it was a uh, scheduling conflict. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Um, but uh, did you like Jim Carrey as Riddler? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. I thought it was fun. I don't think it was perfect. I think he was playing the Joker. And he just was dressed up as the Riddler. I think. That's, well, yeah, but I think that's why I liked it because he's not the Riddler's not that eccentric, you know. Like he's, uh, he was playing the Joker. That's what he was doing. Um, but what do you think Robin Williams would have done? Uh, you know, probably something similar, honestly. Yeah, I don't know who could. You know who? You know who would be a perfect cast for Riddler? Who's that? Paul Dano. Oh, they should probably do. Write that. it down. They should probably do that. Which I do write think it down. Is, which I do think is a great cast. By the way, I, I want it too. I, can't I mean, for, I just have a huge crush on Paul Dano. So every time they keep announcing uh, new people for that movie, man, I keep getting more and more excited. I think that casting is great. Have they announced anybody else? Uh, you know, the Colin Farrell as Penguin. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I mean, I mean, it's been a while since they've announced it, but I mean, everything oh, okay. they announced, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm super stoked for that movie. But um, as far as Riddler goes. All of my stories really have nothing to do with him as a character. It's just, it's just things like, you know, when I would go to Six Flags, Riddler was one of my favorite roller coasters, even though it was super dangerous because you're really not even strapped in. Have you ever been to Six Flags? Oh yeah, yeah. I've re- the, have you one? rode the Riddler? Yep, and I rode the Batman. Super- yeah, that Riddler is. Uh, it's got stuck a few times with me on it. So, <laughs> I actually like the uh, the Superman ride they have. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fun. Batman's fine. Um, Ninja's fine. I could probably name all the roller coasters. Um, I don't know what's still there. It's been so long since I've been. Yeah, it's been a few years. I mean, I would assume Riddler is still there. I don't know. I have no idea. I'd assume most of the DC stuff is still there. But yeah, do uh, you have anything to say about Riddler? Um, do I you like, even like Riddler? I do like Riddler. He's a good design. He hasn't always been a villain. So um, there, there was some like, there's some area right there toward the mid late run that he had uh that he became sort of an anti-hero he was like a de- like a private detective and it was still like yeah. a thorn in batman's side because he was always figuring stuff out before him but i think in the end he had vindictive motives uh i do like him i think he's a really practical batman villain and i'd like to see more of him and i'm glad that they're putting him in the movie uh and because I, I would like to see him Look, I like Jim Carrey, and I thought the 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 forever role was fun. It's not the Riddler, so I, I I'm excited to see them maybe get the Riddler right, and um, I think Paul Dano is a good start, is a great choice. So, um, I do enjoy his character though. I, I've always loved that green suit with the big gold question mark cane and everything, and the the der- uh-huh. the derby bowler hat, whatever. So, but yeah, I like the Riddler. 
I like almost all the Batman, the classic Batman villains, man. They're so well written and thought out, especially, you know, Condiment King. Exactly. They don't, they don't touch on him enough. That mustard and ketchup this, gun, This man. is why I don't fucking... Oh, ugh. oh, there's your one. There's my first one. <laughs> there's your uh, one. Well, it's two to look, one now. I'm look, back, man, I'm I've back in the game. In, I've, been, I've been in quarantine losing my mind. So, anyways. <laughs> Riddler's my number three. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, my number three is... Uh, it's a fun number three. He's not a really, like... I mean, he's a villain, but he's not a real villain. He has been more of a villain in the last 10 to 15 years than he ever was when he originally initially was created. But I fell in love with this villain via an animated television show. And that is Mr. Mixia Spitalik. Okay. That's what I figured. But I couldn't remember his name. Um, and good luck saying that three times fast. So, uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't say it once. So, uh, uh, okay. Mr. Mixia Spitalik, it was created in 1944, his first appearance is in Superman number 30. So, for those who don't know, he is a tiny little fifth dimensional imp who's balding, wears a yellow suit, has a little purple, like, uh, bowler hat. I think I just like those little bowler hats. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I do have. Did you like, uh, did you like, uh, Clockwork Orange? Uh, yeah, that's it. it makes me, that movie makes me feel uneasy. Um, I think it's supposed to. So, yeah. Good job. Um, uh, the same people who like the Joker like Clockwork Orange, so you're right. <laughs> you're right. Uh, the uh, anyway, so back to Mister Mixio Spitalik. Uh, I do have a stuffed uh, version of him that I got uh, several years ago uh, at a comic book shop, and I still have him in my uh, in my collectibles game room. He is one of my uh, like I said. So I, back back to how I fell in love. Let me, let me tell you why how I fell in love. With him. I fell in love with him because of. Even though I'm not a big Superman fan, I loved the Superman animated series because it was Bruce Timm, Paul Dini. Uh, I thought it was well-written. They stayed pretty true to most of the comic lines. And he was introduced to me in this show. And he was voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> and I loved his character. So what you need to know about him is he hails from the fifth dimension um, his power, he's basically a god. Like, he is near omniscient, near omnipotent. He can r- manipulate reality. He breaks the, he broke the fourth wall well before Deadpool was breaking the fourth wall. Um, uh, he's mostly a trickster. Like, he originally, like, when he came to Earth, he wanted to control Earth. And then when he met Superman, he realized, nope, I'd rather just torment this dude. So, so all of his, the vast majority of his story just evolves him just being a nuisance like he just likes to he's a the fifth dimension is a chaotic dimension so it's a dimension that thrives on chaos it's also where batmite is from who is the batman version of mixia spitlick so um except he actually idolizes batman where mixia spitlick spitlick wants to really just torment superman his uh weaknesses you got to say his name backwards which is the most ridiculous thing ever but it fits him because he's a ridiculous villain he's like uh i don't know if you remember from the flintstones but you remember the little floating alien kazoo yeah yeah that's the same design it's basically the same exact design so uh but uh the only real super evil version of him is there's a, there's an alternate like a futuristic version of him that i'm not sure if it's actually him 
or just a different version of him that existed in the 30th century, which is where the uh, the Legion of Superheroes existed. And, he, and there was a there was a storyline where he did kill that version of him killed most of the Legion of Superheroes. Um, but and the more recent rendi- renditions are a little more vile and a little more violent, which is hashtag not my Mister Mixio Spitalik. <laughs> so. Um, the one I grew up loving was the Gilbert Gottfried version. And it kind of got me into reading the comics about him. And, uh, he's a really fun character. And there was at one point, uh, one storyline, I, I think it was in the last 15 years, but the Joker steals his powers. And, uh, which you can imagine the Joker with reality bending powers, man. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if that, if that story was canon or not, but I do know exist. So, um, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know which comics or issues that's from. I could probably look it up and tell you guys, but uh, you guys can do the same thing. So, um, but I exactly. do, I do remember it being a fun storyline. I want to say it came out maybe mid, early 2000s, maybe mid 2000s. Like I said, somebody that else sounds will, about right. Somebody else will know. But uh, anyway, like I said, is he a true villain? Could I put somebody more evil on here to replace him? Yeah, but this is my list, and I like this character and. I will always have a fondness toward him, and I love his design. I love his portrayal in the animated series, and he's just a fun character. And I, I had to put one lighthearted character on my list, considering the two remaining are also not lighthearted. So, um, but yeah, my number three, one more time, Mister Mixia Spitalik. So. The only thing I have to say about that is I do like uh, Batmite, and uh, but I only know him from the Lego Movie. Uh, no, oh, was he in the Lego Brett- Movie? Uh, uh, yeah, the, there's a Lego, uh, um, uh, Justice League movie and the, there's a Lego Justice League movie, like one of those one straight to DVD where he's a, he's the main bad guy. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the Lego movie. No, 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 no. But no, I, Brave I and the Bold. In, uh, Brave and the Bold. Yeah. That ending was too good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. His, but, yeah. He's in that, what, three or four episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's really good in that. That's a good, man, that's a good series. Watch that series. That's pa- and I want to say that's Paul Rubens who does his voice. Now I got to look it up. You know who Paul Rubens is? Um, Pee Wee Herman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, see, I never knew his real name. Weird. Uh, I, wanna, uh, I think it is Paul Rubens. Let me look that up. I, I mean, that could be dead wrong. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Feeling it feels right. Uh, yep, Paul Rubens. I was right. It's Pee Wee Herman. All right. I thought well, so. that's the end of the show. Um. <laughs> so, all right. Wait, so that was that was your that was your number three. My okay. number three. So we're on to your number two. All right. Now, what you gonna take a guess? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think it's one of two characters. Okay. It's not a Batman character. And I'm gonna guess first, Dark Side. No. Okay. So I know. I don't want. Say- okay, I'll give you a huge hint. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about this character, but the reason it's number two is it is my favorite design. That's DC and Marvel. Favorite design, DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a Marvel character that ripped him off? No. Okay. okay so then- I'm just saying out of every out of every you know villain. Every villain. I'll give you another hint too. Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. There wasn't there was a movie that came out. Okay. And when they sh- when they showed him in the trailer. I lost my mind. There was a movie that came out. It's already already came out. Couple, yeah, a couple years ago. Came out a couple years ago. Oh, it's Black well, Manta. It's Black Manta. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I would I would not have guessed that's not who I was thinking it was. I, I, that, I and that's the reason is so high. Like I said, I don't know a lot about the character. Um, his suit. 
his suit and they did look i'll be the first to admit that i i, I poo-pooed on his suit when i first saw it in the trailer then when i saw it in live action um uh, in the actual theater uh, his, his suit is the best part of that movie <laughs> i would say yeah, that's that suit is so nice oh dude the ocean master design I mean, even, but too. like but even but even you know in the comics or whatever I, I just love that design the big head the big red eyes it's just so it's so sick it's badass it's so badass it's so badass um i can give you a little bit of history uh bob uh haney and nick candy cardi uh is it cardi mm-hmm. uh, see here's my handwriting <laughs> um candy cardi Bada bing. Bada boom. Uh, first appearance was Aquaman number 35, 1967. Yeah. And the 60s, even the 60s design, sick. Yeah, man. It was, uh, and they honestly didn't change much about it. They made his made his body more sleek. but Yeah, and that's why, that's why when they, that first trailer, it showed that man, like, oh my God, yeah, that they, is Black Manta. Like, they didn't really do anything. Yeah, they didn't change it at all, which is good. Yeah, because like, I will say this, like, for as cheesy and honestly as dumb as that movie was it's, it wasn't oh. terrible but it was pretty dumb the designs were incredible like the, the all the the costumes like ocean master black manta even the when he finally gets his gold outfit it, it's pretty mm-hmm. sick yeah ocean man ocean man um but like i said i don't have a lot to say about him i wish i did i don't know a lot of black manta fans other than Unk. Yeah. Do you know what so, his, do you know what his powers or his abilities are? Um, not really. I, well, he's like a he's military, right? Right, right. That's, uh, yeah, so he doesn't have like any superhuman strength, does he? Um, no. His suit is enhanced. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's got the optic blast out of his eyes. So, unless there's another version, I think his suit's just a big weapon, and he's like a he's like a big tactician. He's like a hand to hand fighter. I think he's like a pirate, basically, right? So. And like I said, in Lesson 52 or whatever, was it Crisis or whatever? I don't know. There's so many dimensions in DC. He might have another, he might have superhuman abilities and other comics. I don't know. Yeah, and he also has a very uh, important son in the DC universe, too. So, does he? Yeah, I think Aqualad's his son, right? So, one of the, one of the versions of Aqualad, the one that's in uh, Young Justice. Oh, but, uh, neat. Uh, really cool character. Um, and, uh, He's been portrayed by several people, you know, in live action. Uh, oh, I can never pronounce his name. The Ya Abdul Mateen the second. Uh, uh yeah, some other guy that was in um, uh, what's that show? Black Mirror. Is he in Black Mirror? Oh yes, the episode. That oh we discuss. yes. Uh, he's he al- is in Black Mirror. He's al- yeah. He's also voiced by Cyborg in uh, Young Justice. So. Uh, he's been. A, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's and he's been voiced by a lot of people. Um, and uh, and he was. I, I can't name. Him. I can look him up. But there's like he's been voiced by like five or six different people. Kevin Michael Richardson, I think, did him. Um, basically every black voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we got the one black DC villain. Let's get the one black voice actor we got. So it's kind of how that business works, I guess. But, yeah. but he is a really cool design and he is another guy that is a true villain he is um, he's murderous um like i said i'm not big on aquaman so i don't have a i don't know a lot about his history i do know who he is i know his design and i know a little bit from about him from the movies and the the tv shows and stuff so i'm probably I'm pro- 
apologize. I'm not a big enough DC nerd to know a lot of his backstory. So same, but it's your apology. Char- it's your character, so you should know better. Um, <laughs> well, like I, I right before I said it, I said strictly design. Uh, he isn't, is, how you pick, isn't that how you pick football teams? <laughs> it is. That's how I did. It. <laughs> and look, you know, and look where look where I'm at. And honestly, you know, when you're young, when you're young and you, you're into comics, it's the first thing that makes you gravitate to specific characters is their design. Exactly. And then you just hope that they're as cool as their character, their design is. And he mm. and he is pretty cool. But like I said, I don't know enough about him. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he has enough. I don't know. He might have a big. No. Well, he's been around since the '60s, so I'm assuming he has okay. a huge storyline. So, somewhere out there. All right. So, my number. So your number two again was. My number two was Black Manta. I'm assuming you don't have any more on Black Manta, right? I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no. Okay, cool. So we'll go to my number two now. Uh, so here's before I get to my number two. My number two and my number one were literally. It's basically 1A and 1B. I literally flopped them at the last second when I was making my list. Just because while I like number two more as a villain, uh, number one is more my personal favorite because I like the series more. So um, I had to end up swapping them. My number two was originally my number one, and then um, I'm knocked them back. My number two is a villain who's been a villain to almost everyone in the DC universe it's not dark side uh, i did not put dark side on my list he was the one i was talking about that's kind of generic and i just didn't want him on my list i got i mm-hmm. I, I, I i'm pretty sure he predates thanos and i'm almost 100 positive and i love jack kirby and i love the new gods but dark side is to me is the, the least interesting part of the new gods so um <clears throat> i just left him off my list um and it's like superman i don't like overpowered unbeatable characters and he's the villain version of that in dc so <clears throat> so my number two like i said has been a villain in almost every dc thing that has gone on uh he goes by several names um uh, in a movie a cartoon movie that came out recently he just goes by slade uh, uh, okay my number two is deathstroke um uh, Number one, I'm going to say this, the coolest name, villain name ever in any comic book ever. It's just, it's to the point and it's just badass. Death, uh-huh. death stroke. Like it's just, it's just so cool. Uh, I'm such a nerd. Uh, anyway, death stroke. So his first appearance was in the new teen Titans. Uh, number two, 1980. Uh, that's for you, Preston. I know that's what his favorite run of comics is the teen Titan stuff. And that new Teen Titans stuff, <clears throat> people don't realize, but that new Teen Titans run in the '80s, man, is uh, it was uh, it and X Men were back and forth for a long time on being the top selling uh, comics, you know, out like like Teen New Teen Titans was out and selling Batman, Superman, uh, like everything. Like New Teen Titans was 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 huge. Um, but anyway, so that's where he got his introduction. His real name is Slade Wilson, uh, Slade Joseph Wilson. Um, he's his I think his original name he went by Deathstroke the Terminator, and then obviously it was just down to Deathstroke. And then a lot of times they just refer to him as Slade now. So uh, 
Uh, maybe they just figured that that name might be too offensive to younger children. I don't know. I think that I think that's the real reason they didn't call him Deathstroke in the Teen Titans Go movie, which I get because the target audience yeah. is much younger, and I didn't have a problem with it. And his his portrayal has been anywhere from goofy like that, uh, which was Will Arnett's portrayal, to very serious like Ron Perlman's in the earlier Teen Titans, and uh, Joe Manganiello's. Uh, very, very, very short appearance at the end of Justice League. And he was supposed to be the villain of the Batman, which I don't think is happening now. Um, and then uh, I think Manu Bennett played him in the Arrow series. Actually, a bunch of people played him in the Man- uh, Arrow ser- uh, series, but Manu Bennett uh, was the bigger one. He's was also in like Spartacus. He was the White Orc in the Hobbit series. But uh, he. Uh, like I said, I, 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 when I was younger, I loved his character design. The the whole, like, the mask, the scaling armor, swords, guns. He's everything a 90s kid would love in comics. Like, he, yeah. had, he had that totally... Almost like Rob Liefeld created him. Yeah, except uh, he... Pre- except it looked good. Except, yeah, except he predated the one that <laughs> Rob Liefeld helped create. I, exactly. Didn't Rob Liefeld help create? Hold on. I don't want to, before I get this wrong what uh De- um deadpool yeah oh yeah yeah he he created right yes that oh, i mean oh. i don't know if he like 100 percent created him oh we're gonna look it up but death deadpool is rob liefeld oh yeah 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 that was right yes yeah. rob Liefeld. yeah uh yeah. uh fabian nicheza nicheza nice I, I mispronounced that terribly and rob liefeld so and what people you know obviously for people who do like deadpool he is a 100 percent ripoff of Deathstroke. Of Deathstroke, uh, uh-huh. Deathstroke predated him by eleven years, and on top, and when Deadpool originally was created, he was just created as a side character. He wasn't created as the you know the very popular character we have now, the jokester and stuff like that. Um, he didn't turn into that until much later, but that's a whole other podcast. But Deathstroke is the original Deadpool, uh, except he never got goofy. He stayed uh, badass the whole time, and honestly, he's a hired gun, so he's an assassin, right? So. Uh, he's actually shown empathy and sympathy numerous times throughout comics, but he's also very job oriented as oriented. So he has a job to do. He does it. Um, the dude's a master tactician. Uh, he has enhanced strength and agility. I think it went through some kind of like a government test, uh, or something or something happened, like almost like a super soldier type thing where he, uh, that's how he got his, uh, heightened reflexes, senses. He has a, um, uh, a healing factor, regenerative healing factor, similar. Like I said, De- if this sounds like Deadpool, it's because it is. <laughs> uh, he's an expert marksman, swordsman, hand-to-hand combat. Um, like I said, uh, th- like even when he's not in his mask, the dude looks like a badass. He has an eye patch. That's what's so cool about his suit too, right? It's like so when he has the mask on, he only has one eye. One eye. Mask. Yeah. It's badass. He's badass. Uh, and he well, was didn't they? Uh, you know when they do like a, a trade. What is it called? Trade back? Uh, yeah. Or like a, yeah, like a trade. Like a trade. Yeah. But then they have one where it was the, the Deathstroke mask. Oh, they like might. You could get the actual mask with it. Like they had one for the Court of Owls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had yeah, one yeah, for yeah. the Face Off Joker. It was like, yeah, almost like a thing you put on a wall or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I like, got it. <laughs> And he's been uh, he's been a part of a lot of really big storylines like the Judas Contract and stuff like that, which they actually have a, a animated movie version of that, which is pretty good. And uh, he is. Are you the, talking about the Teen Titans? Yeah, the Judas yeah, Contract. That looked, yeah, that looked pretty good. It is pretty good, man. I've watched them all. So um, I, I I don't know if you did you watch Red Sun yet? I bought it. It's on my Voodoo. 
No, I can't remember the last animated DC I watched. I, I need to. I've watched I just got to find the time, you know, with all this quarantine going on. I just don't have any time. <laughs> <laughs> they got, there's another Justice League Dark movie coming out soon, too. Oh, really? Oh, I did like that movie. Sidebar. I watched the new Mortal Kombat animated movie. Oh, yeah. Is it good? It's badass. It's badass. Where's, where did you watch it? Uh, I, you don't have to tell me. Nope. <laughs> Uh, uh, I watched it in manners that I probably shouldn't have watched it, but it is okay. it is awesome. It is everything a Mortal Kombat movie should be. <laughs> it is. Dang it! I gotta find. I gotta watch it. it yeah, is, I saw somebody post it. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, it's can't. If it goes on sale, I'll buy it. And if I do, I'll let you know. Um, right. It's dude. It's campy. It's fun, but it is one hundred percent rated. Not for kids. R. Yeah, not for kids at okay. all it is awesome though if you if you have any appreciation for mortal Kombat at all like the game and stuff it, it's it's awesome and it sticks to the storyline too it's basically a more accurate portrayal of the origin like uh, uh-huh. like the first movie but more violent and involving scorpion's backstory which is pretty cool okay but Sweet. anyway back to deathstroke so the other th- cool thing about deathstroke is even though he doesn't have like super strength super speed or any like what you would consider superhuman abilities the dude has beaten uh Batman, he's beaten the entire Justice League. He's beaten Wonder Woman. He's beaten Superman. Uh, uh, he kills Metamorpho in one storyline. This guy has gone toe to toe with like numerous A list characters that most people that have to be super powered to beat, and he's beaten them because he's su- he's such a master tactician. Like he's the only one that really, honestly, if he put his mind to it, I think could beat Batman. Um, I think he's on that genius level when it comes to you know battle and tacti- uh, being a tactician but uh he uh but anyway yeah he also has he has a couple children in the uh in the dc universe too i think one of them is artemis and the other one is a son and i can't remember his name and i i apologize to those who know who his son is um is it vigilante i can't remember uh i damn sure don't know it might be vigilante. I can't remember. Uh, if I'm right, yay me. If I'm not, oh well. But uh, people make mistakes, you know. Right. So, but he is. He does. He has two a daughter and a son. I want to say in uh, at least a daughter. I know he has at least a daughter. Well, um, have you played any of the Arkham games? Uh, I know you said. Yeah, you yeah. F- I played the first two. Okay. Which was it? Um, let's see. What was the third one called? It was like not by the same creators. Oh, Origins. 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 Is that the one where you fight Deathstroke? Like near the beginning? I didn't play that one. I played. Have you ever played one where you fight Deathstroke? No. Okay, it had to been that one then. Um, that dude was a pain in the ass. <laughs> he uh, was hard to be like at the beginning of a game. Rose Wilson. Rose Wilson. Rose Wilson is Deathstroke's. Uh, Ravager. That's her name. Ravager. Okay. That was Ravager. Be- that's I, what I was going to say. I don't, think she has, I don't think she has a son. I, I'm thinking of a different character's son. But anyway. Or he might have a son. I just don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm a bad DC fan, guys. Sorry. We've already made that clear. <laughs> um, I'm worse than you. So, my number two... We have rambled a lot this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. our, <laughs> we have. Our number, my number two is Deathstroke. You're number one. Let's move to your... Oh, no, no, no. No, no, Sorry. no. No, you no, no. forgot. I don't look. Look, this is this is a unique setup we got going. Here, okay, <laughs> so now we're gonna come to a part of our show. 
called the Honorable Mentions. That's right. You almost made it. You almost made it. So, Blake, we're going to start with you. Tell me uh, your guys or gals who almost made your list. Well, you've already mentioned them. And like you, I feel like he's got to be in the list. Uh, that's Joker. Okay. So, oh, oh, man, that makes me wonder who your number I think I know who your number one is. I know it's a Batman villain. So, um, You do know that. Yeah, I think I know who it is. It's if, a weird one. Is it a weird one? I'm not weird, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, Joker is my honorable mention, and that's the only one I have. Like okay. I said, because I like I, I had to fumble around and get number five on here. So <laughs> I have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, I narrowed I narrowed them down a couple because there's some I find interesting, but I just don't know enough about them. Like Solomon Grundy or Bizarro, I think they're interesting, but I don't know enough about them to Calendar Man, Calendar Man, so on and so forth. Uh, uh, but my honor, first honorable mention is uh, Trigon. Um, who uh, also came from Noon T Titans, uh, number two, 1980. Uh, okay. You've seen him in Teen Titans Go. He's Raven's father. He's the big red giant demon. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's super powerful, super magical, um, and uh, he's just a really super evil character. Like, he's a demon. He's the devil. So, <laughs> uh, And in the comics, he's not as super sweet as he, and funny as he is in Teen Titans Go. So, But uh, like I said, he is Raven's father. Um and, but yeah, he's a really, really interesting character, and has. And if you're into the whole magical uh, aspect of DC, which they do magic really well, so if you're into magic and comics, I recommend reading a lot of the magical stuff in the DC world. Um, but I'm not going to go too much into him. And then my other one is Clarion, uh, the Witch Boy, uh, who is from The Demon Number Seven, 1973. Is his first appearance, which I love. The Demon Etrigan, as you know. So I had to put somebody from his storyline in there, and Clarion, who actually has been in you know a lot of Justice League Dark stuff. He's done stuff against the Justice League. He's a pretty big character in DC. So he's a magic user from a place called Witch World. He has a familiar who's this little cat named Tikal, and uh, Tikal can turn into like a giant werecat as well. And he's more, he's just really mischievous. And uh, he's like, uh, I want to say he comes from like a fairy kind of people, like I said. But anyway. Uh, you've seen him before too. I think he's in Batman Brave and the Bold a little bit. Um, he looks like a little boy. He wears like black shorts, black shirt, has like black eyeliner, and his hair looks like black, like almost like Ace Ventura, like, and like he has a little cat. <laughs> Maybe he, if I saw him, it's he's not ringing a bell. Uh, yeah, if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, okay, that guy, that looked that kid. Um, yeah, because that was the same thing with Demon when you talked about him. Until I saw him, it didn't ring a bell. Right, the Demon Etrigan, gone, gone, mm-hmm. the form of man, return, Demon Etrigan. Anyway, um. I love Demon. What was I watching the other day that he was in? Oh, I've been watching that uh, Justice League action series on Hulu, uh, um, which is pretty good. And uh, the, the Halloween episode, one of the Halloween episodes had the Demon in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are my two honorable mentions. And I'm about to sneeze. Okay. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> okay. Nice. So, now, now, Blake, mm-hmm. what is your number one? Do you want one guess? One, I get just one. Okay, yeah. so, okay. So it's a Batman villain. We've established that. So, you said yes. you said it's a more obscure Batman villain, not super obscure, uh, but just no. He's a pretty, he's a well-known character. It's not like Condiment King, right. but but it's just kind of. 
but it's not. It's just, it should. It shouldn't be most people's number one. It's not. It's not Two Face. No, it's not uh, Two Face. Okay, so it's Scarecrow. It is a face, though. A face, just a face. Go ahead. Go ahead. His you... name has face in it. <laughs> His name has face in it. Yeah. It's not... Clayface. Clayface. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Duh. There's been several adaptations of Clayface. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of them. Uh, but my favorite is animated series. Of course. He also, the, um, he's also he's the main bad guy in Arkham City. Night. Or city, yeah, city. City, yeah, because he he's he, Arkham City. You think he's the Joker the whole time? Yeah. Um. B- wait. Yeah, Bill Finger and Bob Kane. Bill uh, Bill Finger. That's the other guy. And there's a third person. Anyway, go on. Go on. <laughs> Was it Dick? Was it Dick? Um, damn it! What's his name? I keep wanting to say Schlang. Dick, Dick Springer. Uh, Dick Spring. Spring. Like, that can't be a real name, Dick Spring. But anyways, um, Bill Finger and Bob Kane uh, created the original first, version. Yes, the Basil, which the, Basil the Basil Carlo version. Yeah, but that's not the like. I didn't realize there was this many versions of them. Yeah, the Matt Hagen is the one that's in Batman animated series, right? Uh, yeah, Matt Hagen. Because I was about to be like, well to change my number one because this is too in depth but I didn't because screw it but first appearance was number four uh, <laughs> detective uh, no, not number four number 40 which was in 1940 but it, my I, clay face by is way, Matt Hagen by the way it was Batman uh, Arkham Knight it wasn't Arkham City you were right it was Arkham Knight that he's he's a he's a bad guy in. or is it Arkham City no it's Arkham City right? I want to say it's Arkham City the second one or is it or, or is because uh, uh, no, Arkham City is still Joker, right? Because jo- he, he turns into like the big, buffed up Joker at the end, right? Yeah, because yeah, you got Arkham Asylum. Okay, and you got Arkham City, which is the second one. I'm pretty sure that's the one. Well, Arkham City, Arkham As- Asylum, D- Joker is the bad guy at the end. Is yes. he is he the buffed up Joker in Arkham Asylum? Yeah, yeah, he's that okay. big, weird, stupid Joker. Okay. But, okay. But yeah, um, Matt Hagen is uh my clayface and uh he was um, an actor that got into a car crash messed his appearance up so um old roland daggett introduced him to a i'll make sure i'm saying this right renew you right oh yeah from the coming from the tv show right yeah the tv show yeah 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 um and that would fix him and you know fix his appearance whatever Make him look good. In exchange, he would work for him, like impersonating people. Which now, is, I was going to watch the, it because it's, it's a two-parter. I was going to watch it today because is it still on the DC app? Yeah, it should be. You have the DC app? Well, I, it wouldn't load. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I said, well, can't get a refresher on that. But I, I do know I like Clayface, and I do know I love those two episodes. Which, and I remember a little bit about them. Which is funny. So let me go ahead and say this. So the version of Clayface that you love is actually Basil Carlo. So uh, fun fact, uh, the the, the backstory uh, that they give Matt Hagen in the animated series is actually based off Basil Carlo. So Basil Carlo is the B-list actor mm. in, in the comics. And then... Uh, but they gave him Matt Hagen's name, and Matt Hagen was actually like a treasure hunter or whatever in the comic. In the comics, so they gave him, they basically combined two of the most popular clay faces and put them in one. Oh, okay. Because so, so, uh, they're, I see. I'm count how many. There's Basil Carlo, 
Matt Hagen, Preston Payne, Sandra Fuller, Cassius Payne, Dr. Peter Malley, Todd Russell, and Johnny Williams. These are all different clay faces. So, um, yeah, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but I want to say between Basil Carlo and Matt Hagen, they had the longest run. Uh, so, like, almost, uh, yeah, 38 years worth of clay faces, those two. So, um, that's probably why they just combined those two. Plus, those two are from between 1940 and 1977. So, uh, that's when they were clay faced. So, that would have fit the time period that the animated series is set in. But he's kind of a tragic character, too. Like, mm-hmm. like most Batman villains, man. Like that's kind of like the whole stigma between behind Batman villains. And I just, I really wish I didn't put most of mine from the animated series, but I can't help it because it's so. Sorry, that was a uh, Fast and Furious going by my house. Um, <laughs> but it's so good, the animated series. And whenever HBO Max comes out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through it again. Yeah, I have volume. Like I said I have volume one and volume three, but I don't have volume two on DVD. Okay. So, but I own the box sets in case the internet ever uh, goes away. But I'll tell you the main reason why he's number one. Why is that? Because <clears throat> when Atlas was little, he had a bunch of the Imaginex, uh, like, play sets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, if, for some reason, he had, the, he had the little clay face. And for some reason, he just carried that toy everywhere with him. So There you go. Just kind of stuck with me. That's a good reason, man. That's a good reason. Uh, do you know anything about his powers? Uh, other than like you know, he can transform into people or pretty much look like anything. Yep, he right. Can, he can shape shift, voice shift. Yeah, he's like a, like he's that. a shape shifter. Yeah, he obviously can sift through you know holes and stuff like that because he can break his body down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there anything other than that? That he look that he can do. I think it gives him like super strength because he can like bulk up his body and the ma- and change yeah. the mass a little bit, whatever. Um, okay. Other than that, I, d- I think it's pretty much every version of him has the same powers. I okay. think. I think. Don't hold me. Through. Sweet. But uh, so your number one again is my number one is Clayface. Right on. Your number one is Clayface. So we're on to my number one. So my number one, like I told you earlier, um, I battled back and forth with my number one. Uh, who my number one would be between Deathstroke and this character? But to me, this character is one of the most prevalent and important. Uh, villains in DC and is was part of the reason I got back into comics in the early 2000s. It was because of a storyline he was involved in. And the uh, the storyline he was involved in was called the Sinestro Corps. And my number one is Sinestro. Um, Sinestro it got his origin, his first appearances in Green Lantern Volume 2, Number 7, in 1961. So, um, I know you've seen Sinestro because you've seen the bad. Uh, oh, yeah, I've movie. seen him, and uh, for the longest, I called him Sinestro. So Sinestro. I look stupid in the comic book shop. <laughs> <laughs> in your defense, it's, it's a, it's a uh, weird name. So, Sinestro, full name Thal Sinestro, um, he is. Uh, a Corrigarian, if he's from the planet Corrigar. Uh, what you need, a little back story about him, what you need to know about him is he was originally a Green Lantern, uh, so he's from the Green Lantern series. Um, so all his powers are Green Lantern-based, uh, you know, as far as like the power constructs, flight, so on and so forth. He uh, was a mentor to Hal Jordan, who is one of the most famous Green Lanterns and uh, is a giant turd and an awful character and the worst Green Lantern. Uh <laughs> so uh he's a very problematic character too uh 
We could do we need to do one day just do top five most problematic comic book characters, and I think it'd be pretty easy. because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of them. Um, have really complicated histories, whether it would be within publication or outside of. Um, he uh, and so what you need to know about him is he uh, after that uh, he kind of had this whole totalitarian way of thinking like he didn't think the way the guardians ran the green lantern core was right he thought it should be run the galaxy with more of an iron fist it caused him to get banished at one point between a lot of stuff happened that led him to getting banished by the guardians he got uh um he got uh launched into the antimatter universe where he ran into the anti-monitor uh which is kind of how whole the sinestro core series got started because uh, he uh and he got a yellow lantern ring at some point and he basically is a yellow lantern now so yellow lantern for people who don't know about the different lanterns is uh different color spectrums green power is based on will uh and yellows is by fear so he the he his power construct is all based on fear it can do pretty much everything that the uh green lantern rings do um it is uh for the longest time, I know the Green Lanterns were weak to yellow. I'm not sure if that's true anymore. Um, I think that might have been retconned. I'm not sure. But anyway, he is a he's a military mastermind. He's a tactician. Uh, I love his design. Uh, but he is a he is very single minded. Like he like when he has something he wants to complete, uh, no other rationale will change what he thinks now i want to say he's a green lantern again now i want to say he's been since turned back into a green lantern somebody else can comment and tell me i like i said i haven't read dc in the last five to eight years so i don't um, since they've rebooted everything i'm not really up to date on sinestro but i fell in love with sinestro in that series really even though he obviously has been around since the 60s that's when i really started getting in i'd seen him in passing in the comics and stuff but that's when i really started getting into him and i backtracked and read a lot of older green lantern stuff and um i just love how interesting is and he's as a character is fleshed out so well and um that's why to me he's always been my number one and because the sinestro core which led to blackest night and brightest day which is and all those series encompass the entire dc universe and all of it really started with him and so that's why he's such a prominent and he's killed thousands and thousands of people between destroying worlds and you know between being a dictator and a merciless ruler um he has been betrayed betrayed by ron perlman uh in the cartoons i believe uh he's uh, jason isaacs several other people the live action version was portrayed by mark strong which honestly is the only good part of that movie i liked his portrayal as sinister i thought he was a great cast and if they ever recast it i'd love to still see him play that role again i have yet to see that movie the green you haven't seen the great lander movie Mm-mm. look man okay so i mean it's, it's bad <laughs> I mean, I assume. But there are way worse comic book movies. I think people kind of blew it out of proportion just because of how important the character is. And it's the first time you got to see him on big screen, and they kind of just dropped, they dropped the ball big time in. Um, it's, and as much as I like It didn't look bad to me. I just didn't. I don't, you know, I have no interest in Green Lantern, so I just right, right. didn't go see it. I went and saw it at midnight when it came out in the Simpsonville Theater. It was me, my buddy Thomas, and like five other people were there. And I got out of it, and I was like, 
God almighty, that was bad. I was like, it was just, you wait, as a Green Lantern character, you wait so long to see this finally get a live action thing going and it's just nothing happens. From what I understand, I know that that's one of the things DC has in the pipeline for HBO Max. I think they're getting a, they're kind of keeping it close to the chest. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with it. From what I understand, I think it's John Stewart. Green Lantern they're going to do a TV show of, which I'm really cool with because I like Jon Stewart. He's not my favorite Lantern. Uh, uh-huh. That's Kyle Rayner. But Jon Stewart is still a really, really, really well-written uh, Green Lantern. And he's probably the second best Green Lantern, I think. He's uh, and uh, Well, as far as the ones that belong to Earth, there are thousands of Green Lanterns. But anyway, my number one is Sinestro. Um, so, Excellent. So real quick, uh, give me your top five again. All right. Uh, number five. Poison Ivy. Number four is Mr. Freeze. Number three is Riddler. Two is Black Manta. And number one is Clayface. So that was Blake's top five Batman villains. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, All right. So my top five are number five is The Joker. Number four, Professor Zoom, Reverse Flash. Uh, Number three, uh, Mr. Mixia Spittlelick. Uh, Number two, Deathstroke or Slade. Slade. Uh, uh, sidebar see Teen Titans go if the movie if you haven't and if you're going to be a, a, such a big neckbeard that you, you're too good for it then man you're missing out on a pure comedic genius that, uh-huh. mo- that movie is so good and it's so self aware and it's so tongue in cheek uh, like, it, it just makes fun of all the people that are mad about it anyway and my number one is Sinestro so um, I think that's a pretty strong top five i think we covered a lot and we all i don't think we didn't have any overlap right not one no none not one that's awesome so we got because mine was all batman yours is all batman and i avoided <laughs> batman except for the one. we had joker but that was honorable mention right right so basically we got to cover a lot of cool characters so um a lot of cool batman characters. Not cool anyway. <laughs> uh so um yeah anyway so now uh we're gonna get to a part of the show that we call uh-oh. Uh-oh. What do we call it? It's the weekly recommendations, baby. Yeah, I'm sorry for the technical difficulties at first there, so they're going to get a remix version of that song. So, uh, Oh, yeah. It's time for our weekly recommendations. So uh, I think we could do – we did not talk about these beforehand, but I think we should do a joint weekly recommendation on this one on a TV show that we both watched and loved over this – uh, break unless you have something other than that but i i, uh, I have two things but that that is one of them and okay, we're talking I'll, about i'll cover that one. seinfeld right yeah yeah <laughs> i'll cover that one and i'll let you cover your other <laughs> okay thing. okay go ahead uh go ahead you go ahead you want me to go <laughs> ahead? I'll just, yeah you go ahead okay so my rec- weekly recommendation is a tv show it is on amazon prime uh it is tales from the loop this show is so brilliant, uh, and if it, for I was trying to sum it up without giving away. So it's based on um, artwork. Do you remember the name of the guy? Oh, I can never. It's a Swedish name, and I I don't want to mispronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I, I ordered it. It should be here. Oh, you ordered tomorrow? The book? Or, yeah, it should be here tomorrow, Wednesday. Oh man, I, I thought about ordering it. Um, Simon Stalinog is yeah, his name. That's it. Um, and he did a. Uh, a narrative art book series called Tales from the Loop. It's uh, 
it's like set in like looks like the artwork set in the 70s mostly but it has like all this these like technological marvels intertwined uh-huh. and all this stuff and it's 70s with tech and they turned it into i a, was sold from the beginning from yeah, episode one yeah the episode one was really interesting but like i said i, I watched it with the kids running around so i was like you know what i want to stick because i could tell how heavy it was going to be i want to step mm-hmm. away until i could actually enjoy it so but they created a tabletop game of this uh and then recently they made this show and it's eight episodes it's um basically it's a mini series there's not going to be anything else after this so um every episode is kind of within itself um and they're all loosely based on you know these paintings that this uh guy did and every episode is directed by somebody different like one of the episodes is directed by the same guy who wrote all the toy stories and directed wally like one episode is directed by jody foster the last episode uh and they range from like one episode is directed by a horror villain a horror horror villain a horror director uh, <laughs> it's the episode where, the, where they go to the island okay uh, that's so, what I was yeah and that's the one scary one right and like so you have ones that they range from horror to like just pure depressing sadness to like even though like one of the episodes is pretty sad it's kind of uplifting like and it goes all it's a very melancholy uh 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 twilight zone like that's the best way I can sum it up. Like a like yeah, that's a good way to yeah. It's describe like, it. it if it's like if you love emo music but you love Twilight Zone, this show's mm. for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and when I say emo, I mean like sad boy twinkly shit, not like like American football. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but yeah, so it it is just brilliant, man. And uh, I'm glad I. Uh, to actually sit down and watch and get the time to really absorb it man because there are a couple episodes that made me cry man just made it like they were just so good i cannot recommend it enough watch tales from the loop uh i'm not saying i'm macho at all because i'm not but i don't cry a lot with movies or tv shows i bawled my eyes out <laughs> so good it's so well done hey, i'll tell you right now man amazon keeps releasing these like uh hidden gems like this like um undone is another mm-hmm. one they did last year like the you're talking about the biography of corn yeah ah, <laughs> coming undone <laughs> now undone is really good yeah that's it, another um, it's hunters another. was hunters turned out to be it's not like undone or um Tales Tales from from Luke, but it's still pretty good yeah and like, like i said they keep it out and obviously they got uh what's the superhero the boys which was great so, oh yes but which that should be coming out in a couple months yeah which that's not a, ge- a hidden gem people know about that one but like uh-huh. undone and tales from the loop if you've you've got amazon prime and you're trapped in the house watch both of those shows they're both short uh you can fly through them literally in a couple of days so what is your weekly recommendation all right um well that was one because like you said can't recommend it enough now un- here's mine it is a video game I downloaded it the other day. It is the weirdest video game I've ever played in my life. Oh, God, I know what it is. It is a fighting game, and it's called Fight of Animals. Yeah, I, I, I saw that on sale on the Nintendo. That I meant to take a picture of it and send it to you, then you ended up sending me a picture after you well, bought no, it. I saw it a long time ago, and I'm like, oh, this. I, I thought it was just like a PC game or something. Like, oh, I'm never going to get to play this. And then I saw it on Nintendo Switch Store. And on sale. Yeah, and I'm like, there's no reason why I can't get this. And I got it. And it's 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 a true like fighting game. I mean it deals with like the fundamentals and the footsies and gotcha. it's kinda hard. <laughs> but yeah, it all it is is it's like six characters to choose from. They're all animals and they're all based off of memes. 
That's all of this. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You got like the you got like the long cat. You got uh, Crowrilla, which is like a gorilla and crow mix, and you got um, like the weird fox. I, I don't know. It is it is so weird. <laughs> but right. it's a good fighting game. So right on, right on. Cool deal. So yeah. So that's a, that's our weekly recommendations. Um, so I thank you guys for bearing with us uh, through this episode, man. Uh, actually, this is our longest episode ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, ironically, I think it has to do because we couldn't cut each other off. So, um, but uh, it may end. Uh, I'm not sure what next week's episode is going to be. Hopefully, it's going to be top five Marvel villains. If not, it'll be the one that me and my wife do together. Um, either way. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode. Uh, uh, if you're looking for me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at uh, my underscore dad underscore life, or you can find our podcast at subjectively subjective podcast on Instagram uh, or object at subjectively sub on Twitter, or you can just look for us on Facebook or uh, objectively subjective. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify. Go give us a like, follow us, give us a five-star rating on Apple. You can say whatever you want about us, uh, but it just helps the algorithm. And um, I'm Paul Jansen, and with me or with me, uh, five streets over is... I am Blake Allen. You can find me on Instagram at Blake underscore all underscore in, or you can follow my art page, which is Blake Allen Art. Or you can follow my music page, which is the Sharks Music, so, which yep. is brand new, so you don't have to worry about that. But anyways, which is also, yeah, I'm Blake Allen. It's the Sharks.bandcamp.com, correct? Yes, that's the Bandcamp. What's the um, Eat, Eat, Eat Lo- Lobster? So, and you can also follow us, or you listen to us on Eat Lo- EatLobster.bandcamp.com. If you're there into you crust punk and weird punk music, that's you want to check us out. I also have. Well, some, if you're into uh, Kirby enthusiasm, that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. and if you, uh, I have a solo project also, it's a uh, glom gold, G L O M G O L D dot bandcamp.com. You can check that. I did some covers and some originals on there. Um, also you and your wife have a very, very, very cool project going right now too. That's also true. It is called, um, echo garden. garden. And you can follow that on Facebook. Uh, they have they will be posting short stories based on art pieces that they're doing, and I'm proud to say that I get, I uh, have submitted a short story for them to do their wonderful art to, and I'm yes. pr- I'm proud to be a part of it because it is a really cool idea, and um, uh, I think these guys got something going here. So that's, mm-hmm. that's just co- just bear with us for a little bit because for right now it's a process. My wife, my wife, yeah, my wife is an essential. So right. So and this is this is ninety percent her. She's the brains. She's the one who knows how to write well and right. She's she's the storyteller. So it, it it's a really cool project. Like I said, that's called Echo Garden. You can find that on Facebook. Please go give that a like and uh, uh, support art. People need it right now, man. We all need an uh-huh. we all need an escape, and that you know we're all creating so you guys can enjoy an escape as well. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, this was fun. I thought this was pretty productive. I actually, you know for the future if we can't get together this is a pretty easy way to do it so yeah um, i can uh I, I do prefer in person because we bounce off each other a little better but uh, yeah this is a this is a this is a uh adequate this will work yeah, it'll do. yeah 
for especially for stuff like this or if one of us is sick in the future or something like that we could always do it this way cool yeah. deal man all right once again i'm paul jansen i'm blake allen and this has been objectively subjective all right guys thank you listen to our list it's our top five picks it's objectively subjective so listen along our lists are never wrong it's not subjectively objective it's objectively subjective objectively subjective